Listener discretion is always advised with this podcast. Crime Time with the Fine Dime discusses true crime, and most of these cases are discussed in great detail. They can be brutal and gruesome, so please listen at your own risk. I don't think I'm too bad, though, y'all, so if you can stick with me on this next episode, please do. Erica Pratt was just a normal seven-year-old, but on July 22, 2002, while she was outside playing with her friend Rainy, she was taken. In the blink of an eye, Erica was just gone, and the only witness was her friend. Why was Erica taken? Chill with me for a bit, and let me give you all the details. Hey y'all, hey! Welcome back to another episode of Crime Time with the Fine Dime with your girl Charlie J. I'm sorry for the slight delay, y'all. The holidays, you know, got me a little off a little bit. I'm trying to stay consistent. I'm trying. I know y'all tired of hearing my excuses. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm gonna get it together. But, you know, last episode was very hard on the mental. So, I posted in my Facebook group, which if you're not in it, you should go ahead and join it. But I posted in my Facebook group, what is your favorite survivor case? And one of my friends, Diamond, she posted about a girl named Erica Pratt. Now, Erica Pratt's case is very short and sweet, but it is very interesting and we're going to get into it, okay? So Erica Pratt was born in 1994, 1995. I'm not sure of her exact birth date. And much isn't really known about her personal life, only, you know, her case. And and that's totally fine. Like, some people don't want all the, the hype. Like, she was kidnapped. That's it. And she just, this poor baby probably just want to live her life. And we're going to let her. So let's just dive into the case. So... On July 22nd, 2022, Erica and her friend Rainy were playing outside just like normal kids do, not too far from Erica's home. I'm sure they do it all the time. But all of a sudden on this day, she was snatched up just randomly, of course. So, like I said, she was literally playing with her friend Rainy and next thing you know a big man in a white t-shirt and a baseball cap pushed rainy down to the ground and grabbed erica she was kicking and screaming trying her best to get away but of course this guy was just too strong for the baby girl and she was thrown into a white buick with tinted windows and driven away not knowing if she will return and rainy and erica's heart i'm sure was just in complete fear and just frozen in fear as they were just watching the car just divide them basically just watching her friend just be pulled away and not knowing what to do like rainy was only like five or six years old so they were really young of course and just didn't know what to do but Thankfully, Rainy was a smart baby girl, honey. She she paid attention to detail because 
Rainey was able to tell the police, like, hey, we were playing, and this guy, he was a heavyset guy. She was able to describe him a heavyset guy, white T-shirt on. He had on a baseball cap, and he snatched my friend up. This kind of car is what they drove off in. Like, Rainey was on it. For her to be only five and six, Rainey was on it. She was going to try her best to help find her friend, Erica. So, um, I'm sure it was other witnesses. I think Rainey was basically like the star witness, though, like, because she was right there. But they were also, a police was also able to find out that the kidnappers were yelling, come on, let's get out of here. And one of them called Erica by her name. So, they knew that whoever this was... They knew Erica personally. So the person over this case was um, Inspector William Colarulo. I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong. And I'm so sorry in advance. I'm trying. I'm really trying. But um, he was over the case and he was able to gather all this information and go on the hunt to find Erica and why was she taken. So, what makes this story, like, so great and so interesting was the intelligence of her friend Rainey and the absolute strength and bravery of Erica. Because while they were gathering information and trying to figure out who this was that took Erica and where they put Erica, she was working hard trying to escape her kidnappers. So they bound Erica in duct tape around her wrist and her ankles. And they put her in an abandoned house in the basement area and just left her there. I don't know what they were planning on doing to her, but they just left that poor baby there. But while she was there, she was able to gnaw her way through her duct tape. She gnawed her way through her duct tape. I know she was in absolute fear, but she was in survival mode, too. And she ran up the stairs. The door was locked, so she kicked her way through the door. And she was able to also kick her way through a window. Now, she wasn't able to get through this window, but that was fine because Erica was able to still yell outside, you know, help, help. And some people were able to hear her and they called 911 and the police was quick and they came and rescued Erica from that abandoned home. So I told y'all it's it's short and sweet. It's real short and sweet. Like this episode might just be like 15, 20 minutes long, but that's fine because we're thankful. It's always good to have a little survival story. That's what we want, you know? So she was able to be rescued. They immediately took Erica to the hospital because they don't know what those hours entailed. Like, she was gone for a full day out, like 23 hours. They don't know what could have happened to her in the meantime. So, of course, they took her to the hospital. She was hysterical. She didn't want to be touched at the time. Like... She just really wanted to be comforted, and I'm sure no one can blame her. Like, 
just just to give her a moment and give her comfort. So her grandmother came into the um, hospital room and was able to calm her and comfort her and let people know that Erica is okay. She wasn't physically harmed um, in no other way, thankfully. She was just emotionally all over the place, and that is understandable because she was freaking kidnapped while she was just playing outside. Like, that's that's wild. But now that um, Erica was rescued, we still got to figure out, like, what the freak happened? Like, why was she targeted? And, and what was going on? So, y'all, while she was gone like while she was kidnapped and no one knew where she was Erica's grandmother who she lived with at the time her grandmother was her um, primary caregiver she was receiving phone calls asking for a ransom of $150,000 so like where these people think her grandma was gonna get this kind of money and I'm glad y'all, I know y'all asked, because I did. And the reason they thought she had this kind of money is because Erica's uncle, which was her um, grandmother's son, was shot and killed not too long ago. So this family was just dealing with tragedy after tragedy. But the rumor on the street was because her uncle passed away, um, her grandmother was going to receive this large life insurance payout, and her kidnappers wanted a piece. So that's why they kidnapped Erica and asked for a ransom. So thankfully, they didn't get it, and Erica saved herself, and that's just on period, because my girl was like, I'm not going to be a victim. I'm finna get up out of this. Y'all ain't finna take me down. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. My family's done dealt with enough. I'm finna get out of here. And she did. So, surprisingly, they were still, they were quickly able to figure out who was behind this whole kidnapping thing. So, they found out that a guy named Edward Johnson, who was 23 at the time, was the one that actually grabbed Erica while she was playing outside. And the getaway driver was James Burns, who was 29 at the time. And, you know, of course, getaway driver, he was the one that was driving the Buick and, you know, helping kidnap Erica. Um, They were quickly taken into custody, pleaded guilty of their charges thankfully because they know they did it like let's not put this family through more torture y'all y'all know y'all kidnap baby girl so go ahead and do your time you did the crime so when they pled guilty they were sentenced to let me see I'm sorry y'all so Johnson was sentenced to 10 to 37 years of prison, and Burns was sentenced to 14 and a half to 49 years in prison. So, um, that's really, that's really everything about this case, y'all. Like, it was, like I said, just short and sweet, and I wanted to get something out there to y'all. I thank y'all for being patient with me, and I wanted to get something out there that was a, a great 
a survival type of story this girl and she was a little girl like it's just it just hits different when it's a child that is showing bravery and um fighting her way and showing strength and getting out of a terrible situation and it's just it's just a beautiful thing like I'm so glad we have too many stories where innocent children are taken or murdered and just just horrible just like our last story with Erica Green but now this other Erica Pratt she was able to get away and live on live her life and um I did look up like where is she now um the only recent the most recent thing I have was just from 12 years ago um it was from I'm sorry not 12 years ago math is hard y'all whatever but in 2013 when she was 26 this was her first interview and the only interview I can find that she did since her kidnapping and at the time she said she was in college and planning to be a veterinarian she was still scared to go out you know walking the streets at night understandable but for the most part Erica is living her life, and I'm thankful for it. She's thankful for it, I'm sure. We're all thankful for it. But that's my quick case, y'all. I hope it wasn't too, too short. I hope it satisfied y'all. You know, um, it said it made me feel good. I feel light, you know. I don't feel the heaviness and the burden with this case because it was it's a beautiful story of survivor survival, and I'm thankful that she survived. Um, but yeah, that's the case. So y'all, again, if you have any requests, you know, I'm gonna say this every episode. If you have any requests, um, go ahead and join my Facebook group, Crime Time with a Fine Dime. I'm always in that interacting. You can email me, Crime Time with the Fine Dime One at gmail.com. Follow me on TikTok. I'm trying to be more active there. I'm more active on Facebook, but I'm trying to be more active on TikTok as well. So follow me there as well. But yeah, that's it, y'all. I'm gonna call y'all later because, you know, we're done with this case. This is the episode. Peace and love. Y'all stay safe. And again, I'm going to call y'all later, okay? Pick up this time. I know I'll be a little delayed, but I'll be back every time. I'll be back. <laughs> Bye, y'all.